Hey guys, this is Tony with Thunder Geek Designs. I recently got to interview Brad Vandenberg for the Inner Geek podcast. Um, we talked about art director, what it is, how to become one. We talked about tips for graphic designers. We talked a little bit about more about some stuff. I think this episode's got some real good value for you. Um, take a listen to it. I uh, hope you enjoy it. Also, sorry for the bad audio quality. Uh, I was trying a new setup with my audio for my phone. It didn't turn out that well. I tried to clean up best I could. Um, but here you go, and take a listen to it. Thanks. I guess we'll start with the first question, which is uh, tell everyone who you are, what you do, and how you got into design and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, one second. Let me just boom, boom, boom. There we go. All right. So, yeah, first question, who am I? What do I do? Well, yep. uh, my name is Brad Vandenberg. I am a freelance art director, designer, slash consultant. Uh, a lot of people poo-poo having, like, different titles under one person. But sometimes, like, depending on the role that I'm getting hired for, falls mm -hmm. under one of those three. Okay. So, yeah. And that's pretty much what I do. Uh, I also play a lot of video games. Uh, I like to eat food and drink beer with my friends. Uh, I love the internet. Uh, I don't know. That's pretty much it. So how did you get into design? I like hearing how people get into it. You know, some people fall into it. Some people know they're going to be doing it. So how did you get into it? Uh, well, let's see. So I was, uh, ever since I can remember, like, when I was a real little kid, my mom was an art teacher. So like okay. I've been drawing and making, messing around with clay and cutting paper, like just being creative, doing all kinds of projects and stuff like that since I can remember. And then I think it was like through like middle school and high school, I was like, kind of was like not into art classes anymore. Cause I was like, I've done this my whole life. I don't want right. to be in art, art classes anymore. <laughs> uh so then i kind of like got away from it and then at the end of like high school uh my good buddy kurt kind of like showed me photoshop for the first time and this was like when i first started getting it i was like into skateboarding and stuff and like okay. when he showed me like photoshop and illustrator and stuff and this is like way back this is like this is like before photoshop like right when layers were new okay. in Photoshop. Yep. Uh, he was showing me that stuff, and I was like, oh, so this is how they make all of the stickers and the board graphics and, like, T-shirt designs and all that stuff. This is how people make all that stuff. So right. I got super into it and, like, kind of learned it on my own. And then uh, just by chance, uh, my buddy Kurt and my buddy Pat, again, they were, like, I, like, skipped out of class to go, like, to – the bathroom or whatever because i was bored and i saw them walking down the hall and they were i was like where are you guys going they're like oh we're gonna go check out this off-campus photography class and i was like oh that sounds like that sounds like fun i'll just like i'll go with you guys so like i just kind of like skipped out on school to go with them <laughs> and we checked out this photography class and then like walked into the dark room and then the dark room joined these two different classrooms together and so one was the photography class and then the other was this design studio class. And so we walked into there and I was like, whoa, what is all this? Uh, and the teacher was like, yeah, like this are 
computers for graphic design and all these big desks for like drafting and drawing and illustrating and stuff. And I was like, holy shit. And then they were like, yeah, people go to college for this. And then people like get jobs doing this. And I'm like, this is what I want to do. Like, cause like forever I thought I was just going to go to school and be an accountant or something. Cause I was good at math, which I right. not, not really that good at math, but <laughs> it was like the only thing that I could like really see myself doing. Uh, but anyway, going to this class and seeing that this was a thing and that it was like, not just in like pretty much in every industry. And you know, this, yeah, every it's everywhere. these designers need graphic design, these visual communication. And so like, right then I was like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm good at. I'm going to follow this passion and see where it goes. And so like, that's how I got into it. Okay. Um, and then after that, it's just the snowball of like, you know, books and stuff you see on the internet and other designs you see people do snowballing into inspiration and like just pushing that motivation and that drive. Right. Right. So did you uh, like, after you got out of school and stuff like, did you like do like an agency or like in-house design or something like that? That's usually like when people go out, that's usually the two options you have is that or freelance is one of the three. Right. So, uh, the program that I was in, um, was really focused on like conceptual, like the conceptual side of design and not only in design, but all their other programs. The school that I went to is really known for pushing concept and like painting uh, sculpture and all the other fine arts, illustration, mm-hmm. and design, all that stuff. So they didn't really like, I mean, there was like the senior year, it was kind of like the year to build your portfolio. Right. But it wasn't like a whole lot of like, and then when you get a job, you're going to do this and do that. Like the business side of it was kind of like non-existent. So I was just like, well, I'm going to just stick with what, really into and what I know so I'm going to try to get jobs at all these like skateboard or snowboard companies and this was 2003 so after 9-11 like the whole east coast everyone was like consolidating all their like all the like design shops and agencies and companies were like really like tightening down uh, as far as like no one was hiring and all that stuff. So I was like, well, I guess I'm going to look to the West Coast. So I knew I wanted to do in-house. Uh, and I knew I wanted it to be somewhere in that action sports, surf, skate, snow industry. So that's kind of where I focused my search. Uh, agency stuff, studio stuff. I always thought that those were cool, but like they weren't really, I wasn't really aspiring to that yet. I just wanted to right. make cool stuff that would like show up on shirts and in magazines and stuff and people would buy it or whatever. And so yeah. I, I just followed that path. Okay. So you said you're an art director and I get asked all the time, like what does an art director actually do? So I think it's one of those things in school you get, you hear what an art director is, but you never get the full description of what one might do. So can you give a little detail about that? Yeah. Hang on one second. I'm hearing music somewhere. Okay. I can't figure out where it's coming from. I don't know if it's my music or my neighbor's. Uh, it was my music. It was my TV. Sorry. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, like, what is an art director? Uh, yep. That's a good question. That 
that is a sort of like a title or a role. Um, however, titles and roles can be very different depending on the industry, depending on yep. the company even. Um, I call it also can be different depending on whether you're in an agency or an in-house or wherever. Uh, in the agency world, it tends to be pretty, uh, pretty consistent because people are leaving, coming and going and credit, getting credited and paid based on titles and roles. Um, however, like in-house, uh, so when I went to go work uh, out west, uh, I worked at Billabong. And the, okay. art director role, the art director title at Billabong was probably more of what like an agency would call like a creative director or okay. uh, or like group creative director, like the head director of all of the creatives rather than someone who's hands-on with working with designs and stuff like that. Right. And so when I left that world and went to agency world, uh, they asked me, okay, well, what role do you want? And I was like, uh, I don't know, like maybe like senior graphic designer. Cause like, to me, I thought like art director was like someone who just didn't touch design at all. Yeah. And I was like, I want to still be creating stuff. So, uh, I kind of like short, shorted myself there. Right. Uh, but then come to find out when I started working in agency world, oh, art directors are the people who actually are, they're kind of doing a little bit of both there. They might have designers under them that they're sort of directing, but they're kind of setting the look and feel uh, of the, the project that you're working on. Like uh, they're directing the art, like, right. and sometimes that means that they're getting their hands dirty and they're working on it directly. And sometimes, like I said, they're, uh, just instructing other designers or uh, interns or whatever on how to execute their concept or the look and feel that they develop. Okay. So yeah, that's what art director kind of means to me now. I would say. Yeah, I've heard it. People in that position, it changes all the time depending on where you work and what company you're working with, and so. and it's funny because like even uh, even in the agency world, there's a there is a distinction between designer and art director uh the designers are more like once the concept's been like established or whatever and it might be like roughed sketches or whatever then it goes to the designers to like make it cool you know like make it yeah like, awesome or whatever and that can be a whole other department sometimes uh, yep and then other times and this is why in my title i make the distinction that i'm both like, so that I can get hired to just make cool looking stuff, or I can get hired to work on like the more conceptual high level kind of things. Right. So, yeah, because uh, like I'm, I'm an in-house, they call me an in-house designer uh -huh. for a company down in Charlotte, but in actuality, I'm the entire marketing department. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. but you know, uh, I'm also a freelance designer outside, so I do... And I'm basically a creative director, art director, and designer to do everything after that mm -hmm. for some clients. But yeah, you wear a lot of hats. Yep, you do. What, I mean, that's what happens in in-house. Like when I was working out west, uh, there were no copywriters at all. So mm -hmm. the, it fell on us, like the the art department. We were under the marketing umbrella, and so we were kind of like coming up with our own copy lines which was kind of yeah. weird uh 
Yeah, no. Granted, in like surf skates, no, there isn't a whole lot to be said. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, we were kind of like had it easy on that on that front, but yeah. yeah. Um, also, how do you, just to follow up with that, which how does one become an art director? Like, is it just like you kind of start out as a graphic designer and work your way up, or is it one of those things that you might need a special skill set to become one? So, uh, the path that I took uh, was through art school and through like a design program there. So, it was just kind of like the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The degree there was a visual communication design degree. So everyone, okay. we would just call ourselves designers or graphic designers. And the jobs we were looking for were graphic designer jobs. And then art director was something that you would, you know, get promoted into or go to another company, you know, like move up by going out to another company. Right. But there are, and this is, I can't really speak a whole lot about this because I'm not even that familiar with it, but there are like uh, advertising or I forget what they call them, but like portfolio schools where through the whole school process, you're kind of partnered with a writer and you're an art director writer team and you kind of go through the whole schooling and learning process, learning about advertising specifically and working together with a writer. And you already have that title because that's what the role you're trying to fill. Uh, I, I don't know that. a whole lot about that. I, that's more like in the agency, like advertising world. Right. Uh, that's, that's always been interesting to me. Yeah. So what kind of skills does one need when you're a graph, well, an art director? Uh, I would say it's definitely heavier on the concept uh, side of things uh, okay. than the actual skill. Uh, the skills in like the knowing the programs and like the all of that stuff, you're kind of expected to ha like develop that on your own, at least like kind of the way that I the schooling that I went through. You were expected to arrive having taught yourself that or taken other classes to learn that stuff on your own, like. Right. I remember one time they started, we were like, okay, and then the next project's going to be a flash project. And I'm like, I don't know anything about animation. I don't know anything about <laughs> flash. And so, like, for that project, I actually just did, like, storyboards. And I didn't even, like, right. really animate everything. And, I mean, the professor was like, yeah, that's understandable. Like, some of the people here are excellent. And others are more photo-based or whatever. So... As far as like skills and stuff like that, I would say that, you know, learn that stuff on your own. There's tons of resources for figuring that out. Uh, yeah. There, there's some art directors and creative directors that I come in contact with who can't draw at all. And that's totally fine because they're more about like getting the idea out there. Right. And then, and then when it comes time to like really shape it up and execute on it, they're really good on like, illustrator or InDesign and Photoshop to really like make it look good. But then okay. there's other art directors who are amazing at sketching and stuff. And so they can bring their concepts of life that way. Uh, but I think the main thing, sorry, I kind of took a, the long route to get here, but oh, that's fine. for art directors, the main thing is to have strength in the concept, concepting. So that okay. means, 
in advertising, I guess that would mean like an overall campaign idea that ties back to the strategy and whether or not you have a strategy team that comes up with that or it's up to the creative team to come up with a strategy that all depends on the, the place that you're working at or with. But uh, yeah, the skills would definitely have to be strongest with the concept. And then with graphic designers or designers, it would the, the skill set would lean heavier towards execution, making something okay. cool, knowing all kinds of tricks in Photoshop and Illustrator to like, you know, you know, everyone has their little signature style, signature styles and ways of doing things. Yeah, those programs. All right. Oh, yeah. Um, so you've kind of like done freelance uh, agency and in-house, which some designers have done, but kind of mm -hmm. few haven't. They either just pick one path and stick with it. What are the differences between all three when being a designer in those situations? Uh, let's see. Like I said earlier, uh, in-house design, uh, you're wearing a lot of hats. Like I said, you're sometimes you're the copywriter. Sometimes you're the creative director, designer, and art director. Uh, sometimes you're the strategist. Like sometimes you're also the person in charge of social media or whatever. Uh, right. You're learning a lot about all the roles that you can sort of cover because you're usually working on a smaller team. Agency life um, is more like everyone is super specialized. Um, like I said, some people are just there to do the graphic execution of things. And so they're super good at it and they make stuff look really awesome. Uh, and then right. other people are there that are just to like, even if they're like creative directors or whatever, they're, they're just to write paper. They're, they're just there to write papers. Like this is what this is. And then this is how it's going to work and blah, blah, blah and even like strategy and copywriters and project managers and stuff like that. Everyone has a role. So you can kind of really just focus on what you do. The, the workflow is different because you, because you can focus so much and because uh, you're only in charge of you know, doing one type of work, you're, you're able to churn out more. And so it's like, it's kind of like right. nonstop, uh, which is nice because uh, you can really just kind of put your head down. And as a freelancer, it's really good for, you know, putting in some hours and uh, making some money. Right. Uh, In-house, like I said, you're wearing a lot of hats, so you don't get to focus as much, but you learn a lot about all the different parts of what makes a business or a brand run. Uh, and then freelance like from home kind of a thing. Um, it all just depends on the project, the size of the project or the team that you're involved with. Sometimes it's just one-on-one -on -one and it's more of that in-house vibe where you're wearing a lot of hats. You're kind of covering all the bases because it's just you and the client. Whereas other times you are brought in on a team, even though you might still be working from home, you're brought in on a team who might have a project manager, a writer, an account person, and all that stuff to cover right. all of those other bases. So it's interesting. It is kind of like a two poles, and then in between is it can be any mixture of the two. Yeah, that's what I've kind of learned. Mm -hmm. 
Yep. Um, so what would you suggest someone starting out? Would you suggest them go freelance in-house or agency to start out? That's tough. Or a mixture of either. Um, I mean, there are pluses and minuses to both. I'd say that the advantage of starting in-house is that you learn you learn a lot about what makes up one singular brand tick and you get to take a little bit of ownership of what comes out. Um, you know, you, like I said, you're, you're touching everything. Right. Agency, uh, jumping into an agency, like I said, you're more focused. So you kind of, you learn a lot about the, the lingo and the, infrastructure and the sort of like hierarchy of the agency life and who do, does what and like where to navigate your career and stuff like that uh, how to talk to other people in an efficient way like people using like a lot of buzzwords and stuff like that just to kind of like quickly communicate um, what they're trying to say or get done with the project so you learn a lot right. of that um, I know people who have jumped straight into freelance and they've made an awesome career out of it. Yep. And to me, that's like, that's scary. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I didn't do that. Um, I wouldn't, the reason why I probably didn't do it is I didn't even know where to start. And at the time, yep. so like 2003, there weren't that many resources. Like, no, there YouTube, still isn't. There's more. Yeah, YouTube but. didn't exist really. And, like, there wasn't really a good, efficient way to, like, learn stuff on your own. Like, there wasn't really a market for a lot of the books that come out and stuff like yeah. that. So, yeah. Uh, as far as advice, I think. I think I might, the, the, the pitfalls are that in agency, if you start out in agency, you tend to get stuck in the mindset, like that's the only track to go. And then you're kind of like stuck, like just following that, you know, climbing that ladder. And then yep. in-house, you can kind of get stuck and sort of like very comfortable uh, in that position at that brand or that uh, company. And you don't grow like with different skill yeah. sets and different things that are coming about because uh, brands tend to like stick to what works. Yep. Um, and you got to watch out for it either because some of them might have you sign something that doesn't let you freelance outside of it. So you can't explore other options. Right. Uh, true. I, the, the strictest uh, thing that I've seen uh, as far as that's concerned is uh, mostly it was just like, uh, you couldn't share anything that you were doing at that company uh, okay. on your own social media and stuff. And then also, obviously, you cannot use uh, company time and resources to work on your own freelance stuff. Right. But most places were pretty cool with as long as it wasn't uh, a competitor or same industry right. type thing. Uh, they were kind of cool with you freelancing. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've talked to a couple people about this, but it's the idea of going to graphic design school now, and is it worth it with how much college is? I know some people who've skipped college and are doing great, and I know some people like me who needed to do it to get where they are now. Yeah. What are your thoughts on school and how it is now? Um, let's see. 
like you said, as far as like learning the skills in the uh, tools and stuff like that, uh, don't wait for school for that. Just start doing right. it. You know, like there's so much out there and there's so many resources for like working with the tools and YouTube videos and how to's and books and stuff like that. You can just jump right into that without having to spend any money on the tuition. Yeah. However, uh, the things that I took with me and valued the most from going to school were probably 50% the school side and the other 50% were like, the friends and the life of being at school. So all of those life experiences and friends and all that stuff, those are invaluable and totally worth going to school for at that stage in your life. Right. Uh, However, uh, the school that I went to, like I said, is very concept heavy. So what I learned there uh, was how to talk about uh, the work how to form ideas and how to research and do all that kind of stuff um, in a very focused program that was, you know, laid out in such a way that it would build you up to the point where you could go out into the world. So I would say in that regard, it would be worth it. But if you're looking to just go to like a, a program that's just like, here's how to, you know, Photoshop 101, Photoshop, 102 you know like right. uh, just kind of run you through the programs i think i think go and i mean you it. could use a window for that right Linda or skillshare one of those yep for fraction of the cost yes <laughs> uh and if you're diligent and you're able to like focus and stick to it and you can teach yourself everything that way yep um even uh, even without going to full-on like college, there are lots of uh, classes that you can take, uh, both on the internet and in person, that would give you enough knowledge to then go out and like hone your skills. But overall, I would say whatever you do, uh, just start immediately with what you can f- find at your fingertips on the internet and all that uh, before right. jumping. And don't save anything for school. Don't say like. Oh, I'm going to do this when I get to school. I'll be like, no, just like start it now. Why, why wait? There's nothing that you can miss out on. Uh, yeah. The other thing is some people really value that credential mm-hmm. uh, because it it's proves that uh, you can be given a task and you can see it through. Right. Right. So like companies, agencies, um, people that are hiring you they they want to know that if they invest in you and they give you stuff that you can pull it off right and yeah i think it at least matters for the i think at least matters for the first five years if you get it absolutely uh but then once you have some stuff under your belt then that kind of goes away you know yeah but it's like a five-year investment which is a couple hundred thousand dollars (laughs) (laughs) um so uh, what kind of tools are you using as a graphic designer? I know like Adobe's still the big king of everything, but iPads are becoming more popular and people are using different tools now. I like to know what people are using and how they're using them in their workflow. So, uh, I mean, obviously Creative Suite, just because that's the industry standard, that's what I grew up learning. That's how I know how to execute things that yep. I do. 
a lot of illustrators use different uh, programs and stuff. I have no idea, like, the first thing. I, I don't know the first thing about them, uh, but I'm sure that they're pretty similar. Uh, but the biggest change for me and the most recent thing for me is the iPad Pro and the Apple Pencil. This is going to sound like a plug, but the change in my workflow and the way that I do work, both my paid work and the way that I just mess around and like explore my own creativity has changed so much from right. that specific tool. What I used to do is I used to hand draw things, you know, hand sketch them, outline, yep. them, in, outline them in Sharpie, scan the Sharpie outline in, uh, then convert it to like vector and illustrator or something like that. And then start to like fill in colors and stuff like that, or tighten up the lines and stuff. Uh, and all of that was such a big hassle that it was kind of like a hurdle. So it would like stop me from even doing that much like hand drawn. Right. So like, I always kind of avoided it, but once I got the, uh, Apple pencil iPad and then like specifically procreate the app, mm -hmm. uh, took all of that, all of those hurdles away, like took all of that friction away. I could just like start doing stuff and then then it's already digitized and it looks just as good and is sensitive enough to sort of have the same nuance as like the hand drawn stuff like the line weight and just kind of like the feel of right um, like what i'm yeah, drawing Pro procreate doesn't have vector capabilities yet does it or is it still just raster no it's still raster but like just quickly sharing it out. If you do it in high enough resolution, share it out yeah. to Illustrator and convert it to vector. Easy. Yep. Um, there's another one. Oh, we just talked about it on the uh, on stream. Was it today or yesterday? Oh, what's the name of it? There's another one that has both. Is it Affinity? Yes, Affinity. I downloaded yep. it. I haven't touched it yet. But like I downloaded yeah. it like, when it came out. Uh, I'm still interested in that. And then Adobe's first like stabs at iPad or iPad oh, they were trash. are like, I get what they were thinking. Like they were like, this is like a new platform and a new uh, interface. Therefore uh, yeah. we should approach it totally differently. And, and when they came out, they had like that ruler and that weird stylus they made with it. Yeah, and, like, even just the user interface, it's like, where are my layers, and why are things acting this way? What do these icons mean, and this brush is acting weird, and why does everything have watercolor effects on it, or something like that? Yeah. Um, so it was, like, more of, like, a toy rather than, like, a professional, like, software tool, right? Yep. And so with their most recent uh, convention or expo or whatever they call it, uh, they announced all of that they're like really going to actually bring Photoshop Illustrator on that stuff to iPad Pro. So I hope that they learn their lesson from like Procreate and all those guys that like, yeah. sometimes it's best to just like stick with what people know and like iterate on that. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully I don't know how many more. Go ahead. I don't know how many more times they can mess up. So hopefully they do get it right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're they're going to be around forever, I think. But oh, like, they will, but they might just not have the the mobile 
market then. Right. Which is nice. It's nice that Procreate came about. Uh, what was the other one again? Affinity. Affinity. On All of those, like, competition is great because it drives yeah. in, like, we see it in the video game world all the time. Like, anytime that, yeah. like, especially with the Battle Royal games right now, like, it's great that there's so many of them because they're pushing each other to innovate and evolve and be better yeah. for us I mean, to use, right? Yeah, since Adobe came out with the Creative Cloud, it's kind of, it, it, the first, when it first came out, the first couple updates were good, but then it kind of just went stagnant. Uh-huh. It was like small iterate changes. And now that they've got competition, actually, they're making actual changes, it seems yeah. like. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. I mean, when I'm really like in the middle of like designing something, or whatever, what I like the most is when I don't have to think about the app yep. at all, right? Like I can just like fly through, use the key commands, and click and move those things quickly and, and efficiently, and like get what's in my head down onto the screen. Yeah, it seems like they're starting to move towards that with some of the changes they made recently. Yeah. So hopefully they keep it up. Yeah, I did mess up, and uh, what was it? It was, like, just before I was about to, like, start working on, like, this big project, like, this sort of, like, to finish it out, I updated my Creative Cloud. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They changed, like, something. It was something so simple, but it was, like, something that's been there forever. It was, like, uh, oh, it was, like, uh, scaling proportionately in Photoshop. Yeah, that, I'm trying to figure out how to shut that off. I keep. (laughs) Yeah, they removed the shift key. Yeah, I guess like if they're moving to iOS and touch controls, then I guess that makes sense. But then I was like, this is like something that's been around for decades, and yeah. they just willy nilly switched it off. And now like, I, and I had to like go back and be like, oh my god, did I hold down Shift to scale that, or did I not? I don't know. If yeah, I'm... and they didn't change it on all the apps, so it's just that one app that you have to hold not right. hold Shift on. Yep. So, so it messes me up every time. Um, so I guess, do you have any tips for starting out designers? You know, people that are starting out that are either in college or about to get out of college and are about to get into the design industry. So, yeah, the one thing that I kind of learned, um, that I wish someone that had like, kind of like, uh, told me earlier on was, uh, kind of like, learn when to let go. Right. <laughs> so, like, at any uh, point during a, a project's lifespan or the process of bringing it to life, uh, it goes from being your idea to being, like, the team's idea to then being, like, the thing that the brand or the company releases. At some point in that life cycle, you need to learn when to kind of, like, let go of it it's no longer your baby and just kind of let it be and grow how it's going to grow on the team that doesn't mean like say oh i don't care you guys can do whatever you want with this but like i see a lot of and i this happened to me um a lot of like anger and frustration and like unhappiness because i wasn't willing to like let go of the baby that was the project right um, yeah, I've actually seen uh, a coworker of mine. Uh, they like 
stormed into the boss's office and quit on <laughs> account of one, it was like one little project. And it was, I'm, I mean, there probably were way other factors involved in that like emotional right. response to it. But like, like, I don't know, it's just learn when to like let go and then move on to the next project. And then uh, there's gonna be a lot of projects that break your heart. Yep. A lot of projects that like turned out they were so good when you first thought of it and then everyone got their grubby hands on it and now it's it's this weird abomination, right? Yep, it happens all the time. Right. And then so like where was I going with that? Uh but every now and then there will be one project that comes along where you get to see it all the way through to the end and it comes out the way that you imagined it at the beginning. And that makes yeah. all of those other projects worth it. Uh, and you can like feel proud and like that becomes kind of like one of your crown jewels in your portfolio, uh, all that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah. that would be my advice is like, don't, get so attached, learn when to let go. And then someday soon there will be a project that you get to see start to finish in the way that you imagined it. Yeah. Pretty good advice. Actually. I've been in that situation <laughs> or yeah. I've been in a situation where I don't know how to, you, you and the, the person you're working with are at different odds, but you're not communicating it right. Yeah. Either one party is not communicating it right or either. And then you just, you're stressed about the whole project all the way through the end. For sure. A similar situation. Communication is huge. Um, yeah. I mean, a bit, that's another big reason to go to school um, is that you learn a lot about the communication side of it. How to yep. uh, verbalize what your intentions are, what the, the thing that you're working on is all about, how to listen, uh, how to like incorporate feedback, um, listen to feedback. You don't have to do all of the things that people give you feedback on. Yeah. But uh, listening is a crucial skill that you learn uh, how to sort that out and then how to act on what you've heard and implement it or edit, leave things out, stuff like that. But like communication is like the crux of all of that for sure. Yep. Well, I don't have actually any more questions. All right, man. Oh. I guess that's it. I guess you can tell everyone where to find you and what you're doing and all that fun stuff. All right. Well, uh, on most social media for my uh, work, work stuff, it's uh, BVB uh, design, all one word. Uh, that's Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I think that's not really Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> uh, and then uh, weekday mornings, I uh, stream uh myself on Twitch under uh, Big Beer Wolf. And that's where I'm doing a lot of the daily designs that I'm posting on Instagram. I'm streaming them on Twitch. I know it's under a different handle, uh, but... Sometimes it's needed. Yeah, I kind of like the separation okay. there. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's pretty much it, yeah. Also, my website is bradvandenberg.com. Uh, but every, all my socials link to that. All right. Yeah. Thank you for your time, and uh, thanks for all the, the answers you gave. Hey, no worries, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. No I like problem. The, 
I, this is the first time I've really experienced the uh, Instagram podcast. It's a yeah. super efficient way of doing it. Yeah, it's wicked easy. Yeah. A lot of people get like, hung up on like, oh, what software do I need for podcasting and all that stuff? Like, and it's like, I just like hit record on <laughs> Instagram. Yeah. Well, this and Anchor. I use Anchor and I just record on my phone and then it distributes to every podcast platform. Awesome.